Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how we doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I wasn't as doing as well as I was Wednesday night, but I'm doing pretty well after the women today. They pumped up my weekend. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could always count on this women's basketball team to just round out the, the round out the weekend with a with just a good win. You know, if you're, like, get, if you're getting killed in fantasy football, just turn on the ladies on a Sunday and makes you feel good about yourself. Just navigate away from that Chiefs game when Patrick Mahomes has three points or less. Like just just <laughs> don't 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 draft Travis Kelsey in the first round anymore. Okay, just don't do it. Just go to just go to ESPN two thirty for the women's game and just settle in. That's that's where we need to be. All right, let's lead off this pod. We played at Clemson Wednesday night, and for about seventy percent of that game, we were in control. Is that a fair statement, Sumter? Yeah, and yes, that's yes, that's a fair statement. We were in control. We showed up to play. Um, I would not say we were dominating the game or, or anything. And I would say we were like by in control, we were in the game. We, and then we had a good start to the second half. And then they, they're a good team and they were at home and we were on the road. I think the theme of this week for the men's basketball team is this is the first time they went on the road all season. They, we played two games on the road. The only other times we had been on the road this year was out in Phoenix and um, w- which were neutral sites, and so it wasn't it, it wasn't true road games, and and it showed in both games that, that we played. I think. Well, if yeah, if this game was on a neutral site, I think we win it. Um, yeah. We I think we kind of folded the last three or four minutes down the stretch. But let's talk about how we came out to this game. We came out out just shooting, firing, and everything on all cylinders, and. I thought they met, might come off sluggish, but they came out. I think we were up 10 to 2, 10 to 4 to start. And it was a game of runs, as you like to say. But um, really impressed with this team coming out and not backing down early. They were ready. They were ready to play. Michi came out of the gate firing and making shots. And um, they, they played well. They They did what we expected them to do. You know, like we've been talking about how excited we are about this team and hoping that it's not like fake excitement or a facade. And I don't think it is. I mean, they showed up to play and they showed up to play a really good Clemson basketball team. You know, Clemson just beat TCU tonight, last night. This Clemson team actually might be really, really good. And I guess if you're going to lose to them, it's good that they'll probably be a top 15 team going into ACC play. Um, but, you know, it's no harm in losing to Clemson. It's just frustrating right after football season. I guess we have to wait till March to play them in baseball. But I hate losing to Clemson. Yeah, but this is the GBO. This is the Gamecock basketball only podcast, so we're not worried about. We're not worried about putting this loss in the lens of, oh, we needed it because we lost because we couldn't score a touchdown in a football game. But um, it yes, losing sucks. Losing to Clemson sucks. Like this, we could have won this basketball game. It, even even just at every st- stretch of the way, 
on this game. They were never out of it. Even at the very, very end of the game, they were down, they were down four. They got a five second call. They, they got a wide open three and they missed. They didn't fouled. Clemson missed the front end of one and one. Jacoby Wright got a drove to the lane, got a good look, and missed. Like five points right there. That, that, that those two shots, very makeable shots. An open BJ Mac three is what we want. A, a good Jacoby Wright take to the basket is what we want. And we missed them both, you know, and 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 that was the game. That was it. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, one bright spot outside of Michi, Michi is the team in clutch time. He is doing everything he can. Stephen Clark played some minutes, played over his usual four or five minutes a game. And I wouldn't say his maybe is this his first coming out party as a Gamecock? Ten points, five rebounds. I was first time he scored double digit games. It's the first time that he was a factor in the second half. And um, you know, Bryce, do we lose this game because Stephen Clark gets hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't think so. We don't. No, we don't. No. I'm, I'm being funny. We've yeah. been killing Stephen Clark a little bit on the pod lately, and uh, Stephen Clark played a great game. Um, we really, we were just one Miles Stute and a couple BJ Mack threes away from winning this game. That's we, what we, it was. It's just a college basketball game. Like, I know. And this, is, and this is the beautiful thing about college basketball is that is that you're allowed to lose some games. You know, it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. They didn't get blown out. They went into Clemson. They gave Clemson everything that they had. They came up a little bit short. They're going to move on. Um, it was good seeing Stephen Clark, like, play some meaningful minutes. Uh, it was good seeing Colin Murray Boyles get some action and get some meaningful action. Hey, Murray Boyles, he is playing and playing hard. He's going to have to go through that freshman, you know, wall a little bit in some of these games. But with him playing, it's kind of eliminated Josh Gray's and BBV's minutes. What were your thoughts on, I mean, Murray Boyle, 17 minutes, and he might be, if he keeps up his, you know, play, we might be an eight, nine-man rotation. Yes, he he is clearly good. What they were talking about before he got mono was true. That, that he's one of the best players on this team. He's very talented. And uh, I think that he's just going to get better and better. That he he had some good rolls to the basket. He had some good finishes. He also had a couple of things that that were a little bit freshman, maybe a little bit doesn't have his doesn't have his strength all the way back yet. Um, he guarded PJ Hall a little bit in this game. He had a sweet block on PJ Hall. Yeah. We were worried. I mean, PJ Hall was who we were worried about. And, he, didn't, uh, he didn't beat us this game. He didn't. He, he kind of somewhat kept him in check under fifteen. He, it was really that that oh that number four down the stretch. I know. Shifflin or I, I don't know how to say his name. Ian. Between, his first yeah. name's Ian. Um, and uh, just had a good second half, and you know, it 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 is what it is. I I don't know how to talk about this game. Because they so could have won this game. And we just have to keep praying that Michi Johnson stays clutch every game this year because I don't think we'll ever be not be in a game because Michi Johnson, when it comes to clutch time, he makes I, I, big I shots. I disagree with you 100%. So, like, like, Michi is the best player on this team, but this team has shown that they can win without Michi Johnson. 
Like the, we beat Virginia Tech. He had a bad game. We, coming down the stretch uh, uh, against Virginia Tech, you, you know, it's BJ Mack that we're giving the ball to. Coming down the stretch against Grand Canyon, it's Jacoby Wright that we're running plays. That's that's getting us the buckets. Like this team doesn't have to have Michi be good in order to win. The, last year's team was all Michi Johnson. If Michi Johnson had a bad game, we lost. If Michi Johnson had a good game, we were in it, might have won. But like this year's team is different. Having said that, obviously yes, we he won. did win. He did win that game on on Saturday. I'm not saying he's not our best player. You're just saying he's all we got is what you just said. First of all, all we got is all we need. Second of all, he's one of the big three, and he's all I'm saying he's making he's, big he's shots. The best he's player big on the shots. team. He's the best player on the team. However, I'm just disagreeing with you that we have to have him. They don't have to have him. And uh, and that's the biggest difference with this team that this team has had um, from this year to last year is that the team is deep. The team is deeper. You know, he played great against Clemson. He 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 delivered the game against East Carolina for us. You know, like, but there are other players on the team that can step up. One of the things that happened disappointed our boy Jacoby Wright just in the Clemson game. Just couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, here's the story of the Clemson game, right? Uh, between B.J. Mack, Jacoby Wright, and Miles Studi, they went a combined. They went a combined. Let's see here. So four for twenty-one plus Jacoby's zero for five. They went a combined four for twenty-six from the floor. Not going to do and it. If I had told you that B.J. Mack, Miles Studi, and Jacoby Wright were going to go four for 26 from the floor and that we were going to lose by five, you wouldn't have believed me. You're right. You know, like you wouldn't have believed me. It, it's it's a credit to the game that you, that Michi Johnson played. But, um, but like this team's good and they're not going to do that a lot. Like four for 26 from the floor is probably – the worst those three are going to shoot all season long as a as combined. And, and it just happened to be the game that we needed to win. Well, tough loss to Clemson. We lose by five, 72, 67, but that led into that East Carolina game. And I think because of the crap we went through on Wednesday, it helped us fight this game. But I think, as you would say, Frank Martin keeps haunting us with his scheduling two years right. after Frank Martin. I think that we're done. Are we done? Are we done being haunted by Frank? I hope I'd have to go look, but this was the end game of the three game series with East Carolina. And I don't think we should ever be playing in Greenville, North Carolina. We, no, we should never. I don't even know where Greenville, North Carolina is. Well, I went up have you, there. Have you ever been to Greenville, North Carolina? Yeah. I went there last year for the away game for uh football. And um, it's just, was it's it a an fun in- experience. They know how to tailgate. They're similar to the Gamecocks. They're similar to the Gamecocks. But we should never play at a place like East Carolina. We're just asking to get beat. We're and just when asking to get beat. And when they're saying this is the first SEC team to play there in 20 years, and I'm like, why yeah. are we the next one? Um, but anyway, it's just outside of that, I guess you need occasionally need to play a road game. I would say it's probably better playing there than Coastal Carolina. I would say, but 
we so, should be playing these road games. But. I agree with you that we should be playing, that it's good to play a road game. Like, I'm not saying we should play all the games at home. I'm not saying we should play nothing but Winthrop and Presbyterian at home. You know, like, but just play like a road game. Schedule like, schedule a Power 5 team. Go, You know, go on the road to like a Clemson and play a good game. And if you lose, it really doesn't hurt you. I mean, what, what happened to us in the net with the Clemson loss? We, re- we kind of stayed where we were. We stayed where we were. We stayed where we were in Kimpom because because they played a good game. The East Carolina game, the, nothing good can come from it because they have to. They're expected to win. Only bad things can happen. Losing by five to Clemson wasn't a terrible thing. Losing at East Carolina would have been a terrible thing. And so, don't put yourself in this situation to 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 almost. I mean, we were. De- they had the ball down one with 32 seconds left. You're just in this situation for them to just hit a backbreaking shot that just cripples the start to a season. You know who wins that game on that defensive possession? Stephen Clark affected that shot at, at <laughs> he the had a rim. Good week. He had a good week, Bryce. He had a good week. I'm just. It was. He. We were struggling with big men. You know, most of that game, but Stephen Clark, shout out to him. He affected the shot that, you know, got us to hold on. But man, BJ Mack had all his family at this game because I think his mom's family was near Raleigh. So they brought a lot of fans there. And the, uh, let's say the East Carolina student section was being a little mean to him, telling him to eat more salad. What were your thoughts on East Carolina student section? It's playing on the road, it's what college kids do. Like, that's that's college kids try to get in players' heads, and they say mean things. And all the more reason to not go to East Carolina. Like, if you're going to play a road game, play a road game. And B.J. Mack, we're down 60-59. to 59. He gets the pick and roll pop top of the key. He buries it, and he shushes the crowd, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Because you're asking for it when, you know, you keep the chanting up like that. So – a lot of people were, you know, there were a lot of negative thoughts about the, their performance, but a uh, Saturday against East Carolina, but I will say this, they won the game. I mean, how many times does Frank Martin, does a Frank Martin coach team lose that basketball game? Frank loses that 95% of the time. Easily. But at least, at least the way that it went in the second half, you, you know, like maybe 95 might be, you know, a little mean to Frank, but Frank definitely would have figured out how to lose that basketball game. But and, for, um, most of that second half, though, I think maybe down five, four minutes left, Michi Johnson, this couple back-to-back buckets, I am just – I'm going to keep praising his name. He made his only three late in the game. He just – he stirs the drink for us. I'm in the Michi fan club, but I just – this game – He's the best player on the team. I just – he – we just were struggling, but let's go back to that first half. We started this game, and Miles Studi woke back up. Yeah. And, he, and it was Miles wonderful. Studi, five for nine from the floor, three for five from three. It's a good sign. He had a bad few games. since. He really has been bad since Phoenix until, until Saturday. And we and, needed um, every one of those points. We did. We did. We did. And, um, and it was good to see him have a game. And a good game. And yes, Michi's the best player on the team. But you know, he only scored 15 points. Miles Studi scored 15 points. You know, Mac had 13. Like this team, 
Michi doesn't have to go for 30 in order for the Gamecocks to win. And that's the and that is so much why this team is eight and one and why this team is in the top 50 in Kempom and number 29 or 28 or whatever we are in the net is that the team's deep and the team has multiple players who all can score. And then the X factor from Saturday, Zach Davis, he's starting to find himself that all around game. He can hit the three, he can drive. I'm just singing his praises. I think he's going to keep on getting better. And then so, Jacoby Jacoby Wright had the week to forget. Yeah, he he, he had an O for this week. Uh, he hadn't made a shot, and so let's just let's just leave it on the road. You know, we're, like we're we're still the Jacoby Wright fan club. Oh oh oh! Like it it all this means is that he's just going to show up and beat Kentucky or something. You know, like Ooh. like last year. Like like that's it. Like. Players have bad games. Players have bad weeks. No, you know, and and um, and we, we were able to we were able to still get a game with him having a bad with him having a bad game Saturday. It's it's great. So back to Zach Davis. Yeah. Right. Um. On the season, ah, oh, never mind. I'm looking at the stats on Gamecock on Gamecock Men's Basketball Online. They have them updated from December second. Yeah, they're 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 a letdown. They're a little slow. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and move on, and I'll I'll cycle back to speaking of Zach Davis here in a second. Well, I got his season stats. So um, Zach I want to Dav- know what is he shooting from three? Is what I want to know. He is shooting thirty-seven and a half percent from three. That's. I think he was shooting what sixteen percent last year. I mean, it was something pretty bad. It wasn't good. It was not good. I don't know what it was. I'm gonna look this up. So last year, he was seventeen percent from three. Last year, he's doubled up and more. More than doubled up. Yeah, doubled up is thirty four, and he's shooting what thirty seven. And that's why I'm not a teacher of students, right there. Boom. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, uh, I'm just – he is starting to – he has the jump shot now. He's starting to drive at his size. He can take over a game. I just – I just want him to keep doing that thing, man. He can – he can, at 6'8", 210, 215, you can go drive. People can't stop you if you're that big. So th- this is the second player that we have now seen who, as a freshman, was kind of all over the place. Zach Davis definitely had some potential as a freshman, but he, you know, he shot 17% from three. Like he, he just, he was very raw, definitely has some athletic ability. And this is the second player in a row that as a sophomore, there's clear signs of development. And this is one of the most wonderful things about Lamont Paris is that the players are getting better. The kids that are in the system are getting better. Jacoby Wright, from his freshman to sophomore year, it was night and day. Zach Davis, it's looking like the same thing. Well, we got to talk about something, Sumter. So the last pod, last two pods, we've been loving on the free throws. And that's East Carolina game. Let's just say the free throws were almost my modern exterminating. We know what's bugging you this week. It was a lot of front-end one-on-one misses, and it was ticking me off. Your thoughts? Here are my thoughts on this. We're mad about the free throws, and we shot 70%. I guess that's a good <laughs> – Like, those are my thoughts. Like, like we had a bad night. We had a bad night at the line, and we shot 70%. I think there was 17 for 24. 
well, in the East Carolina game? That is saying something. I didn't think it would be that high, but just, you know, t- timeliness of free throws. I know we caught the ones Cooper hit him late, 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 late in the game, but just that maybe it was tired, tired legs and arms because our starters had to play a lot down the stretch. And, and they missed a few down the stretch. They they were shooting them well in the East Carolina game. They missed a couple down the stretch. They shot sixty. They shot sixty percent in the second half, which so, is that. Which is I think our team average last year, wasn't it? I think our team average was like fifty nine percent, sixty percent last year. So anyway, no, I, just, I can't add. I can't add. I'm. I'm you, you jinxed me. You complimented me too much ooh. about being a teacher. They shot seventy percent in the second half. They shot seventy five percent in the first half. So yeah. They shot fine from the free throw line, especially fun for a South Carolina basketball team. Well, I guess, you know, we'll just keep complaining and everything will take care of it. Because I guess at the end of the day, if you're shooting over 70% from free throw as a team, you can't complain, right? They shot 68% against Clemson and 70% against East Carolina. That's a little low for them this season. Well, I'll just... I'll make it my what's bugging us this week if they ever drop below 60%. How's that sound? Well, I don't know if they'll ever do that. And that's a good I mean, sign. For real. Yeah. For real. Like, like uh, Michi got off to a slow start, but, I mean, against East Carolina, he was he was four for four from the free throw line. Or, excuse me, that's the Clemson box score. He was four for four again. Oh, he was four for four in both games. Yep. He, I mean, I mean, like, Michi Johnson, B.J. Mack, and Jacoby Wright, if they are going to the free throw line – they will knock down free throws. I think Mac only lost what Mary missed four free throws all year, and he misses three in the East Carolina game. But yeah, I you think know, he was tired. He was tired. He had to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Murray Boyles comes on uh, and starts getting more and more minutes. Now, what are your thoughts on when right. Mac goes out? When Mac goes out, Boyles comes in at the five. You fine with that? Yeah. Yeah. Zach Davis is the four when that happens. I am fine. This team is at its best when we are playing one big. Or at least offensively, this team is at its best when we were playing one big. When we have when we have BJ Mack or Colin Murray Boyles or BBV or Josh Gray at the five, and then we have a four of of four of these five of Davis. Cooper, Studi, Michi, and Jacoby. That's when this team's at its best. I am I'm always fine with going small. That's it's I basically have said it on every pod, you know, since since the season started. And um, you know, and and I still I still agree with it. It's also fun that we can mix it up and go big. You know, against Clemson, they played a lot more Stephen Clark. Clemson had some size and it worked, you know. So this team can a lot of combinations we can work with, which in the past I can say we can never have said that almost in the past since the Final Four team, in terms of the lineup the usually point. was it is what it was. I mean, even the Final Four team did not have a ton of depth, but Thornwell at the four, yeah, they uh, because they had to, you, you right. know, like like because they because I mean it was it was it was that or bringing like it was play him at the four to back up Kotsar and Silver or bring in CD Kita. You know, I mean the the final four team started Mike Kotsar as a freshman at the four. You know, like it was not a ton of depth. Well, we we went on the road, which I think Chicken Hoop said it best: run, don't walk to get the heck out of the the gym. 
on Saturday and never go back to Greenville, North Carolina, if you can help it. 68-62 winners. And it leads up to the last four games of non-con before we get to SEC play in January. Charleston Southern, Winthrop, Elon, and Florida A&M. And just looking at it, Winthrop might be a little tricky, but they're all at home. And if we can win those four, 12-1 is that possibility that we mentioned preseason. Your thoughts? I'm just going to go out here and say this. If we lose one of these games, I'm just going to I'm just going to scream. Just we should win all four of these basketball games. Me saying this should not be a jinx. This team is good. This team should go out and win all four of these basketball games. And I'm glad that Boyles is playing now that he can get some experience in these next four games. I think that's going to be big time for him. Right. Next game is against Charleston Southern. What what do you think their Kim Palm rating is? I want to say they're near 300. 349. Wow. Out of how many teams? Uh, 362. Wow. We better win by 20 plus. So what's Winthrop? Winthrop, maybe 175. 143. Okay. So Winthrop's 143. So that's 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 legitimate. You, you, you know, like like nope. that is it'll be they a competitive game. Charleston Southern. Yeah. Right. Um now Elon, my guess is they're in the high two hundreds. Two ninety-three. There you go. And then Florida AM, they gotta be in the three hundreds. Three twenty-one. So two of these games are in the three hundreds. Okay, two of these games are in the three hundreds. Another one is two ninety-three. So other than Winthrop, other than Winthrop, with so Winthrop can be a quad three win. Whatever. I don't understand what the quads are because we call them quads, but then you put teams that are in the top half in quad three, so it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, however, two ninety-three. The, the other three have an average of like 311 or something like that. So um, so we should absolutely beat Florida A&M, uh, Charleston Southern, and Elon. And we should beat Winthrop too at home. Like all three of the oh, – this team needs to win these four games. 12-1 and one in this out-of-conference schedule is outstanding. It is such a great – like it, it, it's going to put us in position to have a a good SEC, you know, um, season. We don't even have to have a great SEC season in order to get into the tournament. So, what did you say Winthrop was? One forty three. All right, so they would be quad three from at home is seventy six to one sixty. Okay. So there you go. So outside of that, it's quad four games, and you got to win all your quad three and quad four games. Why do we call them quads? Because we don't put them into we don't put quad is four. So like like we should take three sixty two and we should divide it by four, and then we should and those should be the quads if we're going to call them quads. Well, I, you need to get on the NCAA committee and get it changed, Sumter. That's your that's your goal this year. I, if that if that's the goal this year, I don't think the goals are going to be achieved. I don't see that happening. All right, so the men are off a week till next Saturday. We'd love a little 6 p.m. game at Colonial Life Arena. Uh, hopefully you can make that one, Sumter. Are you free that night? 
this coming Saturday, six p.m. You gonna be free to be there at the CLA? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think you so. T- you tell robotics to get over with. Okay, it's six p.m. on a Saturday. What else is there to do in Columbia? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I will be at the Colonial Life Arena. Well, you better be because it's free concessions for the game, non-alcohol. For everyone or for just students? No, 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 no. This is for everyone. Free concessions. I, I honestly need to not go then or else I'll probably eat like a thousand calories. They're going to have to cap it, right? They're probably going to be like one visit, you know, free. I don't know, but we're going to see how many. How many... Scan your ticket. I bet you're going to have to like scan your ticket or something again. Well, we're going to take it to the edge is what I'm trying to tell the, you know, the <laughs> listeners of the pod. We need to get Gamecock Eats out there with us. Oh, yeah, Gamecock Eats. We'll see if we can get connected with them and enjoy some free concessions. How many calories can we consume at a sporting event? Um, and Quite then, a lot is the answer. All right, let's jump to the women. Have the you women, ever seen me at a dollar hot dog night? I have not, but I've seen you at dollar tacos at the wig. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, quite a lot is the answer. Free concessions, quite a lot. Shout out to the wig. We missed the wig. All right. So um, the women this week, they played some team from the MEAC on Wednesday night, and it was almost Cox by 90. You know, I picked on you. This is the second week in a row I've said this. I picked on you for saying that you thought it actually could happen. Bryce, they've come close. I mean, it was Cox by 80. I'm just saying they're starting to get into the – It's I mean, some of these teams were of it. I'm hoping I'm going to call it one day in the next year, a couple of years, we're going to beat a team by 90. It's getting closer. It's closer than you think. Maybe. It's going to have to, it's probably going to have to be some team from the MEAC or some small conference. But anyway, they blow out Morgan State on Wednesday. We get a hundred piece, which was nice. But let's talk about the ladies. We watched the game today against Utah and. What a wild game. I even tweeted during the game. We need to stop scheduling these guys. I don't, uh, these ladies, I don't think we need to play Utah anymore. What were your thoughts on the Utah game today? Why don't we need to stop scheduling these games? We win them. I I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody just wants to crush this women's team and crush last year's women's team. How many in, in 2023? And 2022, how many regular season basketball games have the University of South Carolina women lost? Bryce is holding up a zero because he doesn't want to say it. He was going to come on here and be negative about a team that literally doesn't lose. They don't lose. I'm glad we won today. I'm just scared of that Piley, Peely girl. That girl was. Who cares? She was impressive. She was impressive. Yes. There are good basketball players that don't play for the University of South Carolina. That happens, okay? She could score a bunch of points. It doesn't matter. This team went in and won against Utah. What what Dawn Staley does is she schedules the best, and she goes out there, and she beats them. It was nice to win today at the – I would call it the, the UConn tournament. If, if the University of South Carolina men's team – played a neutral site game against the number 11 team in the country, and it went exactly how this women's game went, you would be over the moon. You would think it was the greatest thing that had happened in the history of the men's program. Fair point. Like, 
Like they they beat the they beat the number eleven team in the country by nine points. Sumter, I just wanted a rant today. That's all I wanted out of you. Why? Why? What? What is there to rant about? There's nothing better than a Sumter rant. That's all I have no, to say. No, no, no. You, you, you want to know what's better? You know what's better than ranting? What's that? What's better than ranting is being undefeated and 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 eight and one. That's what's better than ranting is being good at basketball. Sumter said it here first. The women are good at basketball. Yes. Why are we <laughs> complaining about this? Breaking news. Why, why are we – it shouldn't be, but apparently it is. They went, the women today went out and beat the number 11 team in the country, right? And they're undefeated. They're the, number, they're the number one team in the country. They haven't lost the regular season game since 2022, since at Missouri in 2021, excuse me. Um, and that's the only one they've lost in three years. Shout out to Pow Pow and Full Wally today. They handled business, made the big clutch shots. I love that Dawn is trusting Full Wiley more and more in the in, in crunch times. After that UNC game, you know, she benched her, but this Duke Utah games, she's playing with the, you know, the starters down down the stretch. I mean, she only played 10 minutes. She played 11 minutes, and I'm telling you, she made big buckets. I think she was three of three from three. She was three of three from three. All right, so I'm curious. I'm curious about something. What box score do you look at when we're doing these pods? Because mine, the one I look at always rounds down. You always have one more minute than I have. It's the ESPN app. They're pretty pretty accurate. I'm at Gamecocks online. Uh, and um, and you need to stop their- trusting the, the the university website. They're outdated. Come on now. Anyway, they they have her at ten at, at ten minutes, eleven points in ten minutes. Pretty good. I mean, th- three for three from three. She played a good game. She's getting better and better. Um, I think that at a certain point, I mean, would you have believed that Johnson would have had two points today in full Wally eleven, and we would have won? Yes, I would have believed that because okay. this team's really good. This team has a lot of good players on it. Would have yeah. absolutely believed that. But Raven had a little bit of an off game, but everyone else yeah. stepped up. And I mean, Chloe Kitts and Watkins—they just do the dirty work in the lane. They're just the enforcers whenever Cardoso is getting gets in foul trouble. And and Cardoso got in a little foul trouble today, and she still had seventeen points. Oh, Cardoso's Cardoso's great. But you know, we got a some of the refs today. That was probably my modern exterminating. What's bugging me this week? The refs, I mean, I know it's a common thing. It's the oldest time is complaining about the refs, but just so many ticky-tack. I, I, w- I would love a game without ticky-tack fouls. I said you would. You would come on here and get annoyed that they weren't calling anything is what would happen if we played a game without ticky-tack fouls. You're literally looking for something to complain about. That's me. Be happy. Find joy, Bryce. Oh, Find thanks. joy. Thanks, Shane. I appreciate that. I mean, just they. Yes, did Raven Johnson only score two points? Yes. I mean, she only she went one for six from the floor. Did Bree Hall only have seven points? Yes, she went three for eight from the floor. Did we still play a good game? Yes. Did we beat the number eleven team in the country? Yes. Like Sumter has said it here a second time. The women are good at basketball. Yes. Yes, um, I, I I don't know. Like it's th- th- this. 
this women's season right off the bat, it's exactly what last year's women's season was. It's exactly what the la- what the season before that is. It's it's national championship or bust. Like look, they lost one game last season and it was a disappointment. Right? Standards are high. Yeah. And they they literally lost one basketball game and and it was a disappointing season. It was a game that they should have won, that they could have won, that if they played 10 times, they could have won. They could The team that won the national championship, they smoked, and they would have crushed in the national championship game. And just and they lost one game, and it was a disappointment. The same is true. The, the same is going to be true this season. You know, they're, they're going to win a lot of games. I'm not necessarily convinced yet that they're going to completely go undefeated until the tournament, but they could. And um, – and it's it's going to be national title or bust. I mean, they're, no, they're the number one team in the country. What other teams do you think are in their ballpark? UCLA, UCLA. Uh, if if Beckers is on UConn, right? If if, if Beckers is 2021, Paige Beckers, UConn. If um, watch out for NC State. Interesting at three. Yes. Oh, if, if they lose, if 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 Sanaya Rivers beats them in the tournament, I'll cry. I, I know that would be bad. But yeah. U, UCLA, they've been having those top five recruiting classes along with us, and they got that six seven transfer girl from Stanford who was the number one player who sat the bench at Stanford, and she's a dominating center. It'll be interesting to see UCLA in the postseason. Yeah. There are good teams. There are good basketball players that don't play for Carolina, and there are good teams in, um, you know, that are out there that they're going to play. And UCLA is one of them. I mean, they played UCLA last year, and UCLA, UCLA has come the closest to beating Carolina in the regular, at least in the Colonial Life Arena, than any team has in like the last three seasons. That was a dominant first half. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, they had us beat until. The last two for 30, they beat us in at CLA for 38 minutes. And then in the last two, we put it to them. It's um, just interesting to see LSU, I think, will be up there. But I think they're, I mean, how I see them, I think they're beatable. But um, the, the other thing that LSU has, they've got this drama going on with Angel Reese. And, they just and kicked the player off today. One of the, it, the pool girl got kicked off the team. They've, they've got all this drama going on. And they're going to write the ship. They're going to steady the ship. And they're going to be there at the end. I do not want to, like, um, when we play them in SEC play, they're going to be ready and they're going to be loaded. It's going to be a tough game. You know, saying that this team, I'm, I'm not saying this team is going to go undefeated. What I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that the regular season, like, this team is – it will be a disappointment if this team doesn't make the Final Four. It will potentially be a disappointment if this team doesn't win the national championship. Is It's a wonderful place to be from as far as a fan is. All, all they do is win. That's it. You know. Do the last, song. The, the, the last three seasons, they've lost to – you know, they've lost to – Kentucky, Missouri. Kentucky, Missouri, uh, Iowa. Iowa. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Things are good for women's basketball. Yeah. Um, the women are playing cupcakes, I think, the rest of, the, of December. And you got UConn looming, I believe, in February. So um, men's and women's basketball at a good 
good place in December? Yeah. Um, definitely in a good place. The women, um, the women now have a similar schedule to the men, you, you know, cruising into SEC play. They, they, they're Saturday. Oh, we got a double game Saturday, Bryce. Ooh. Yeah. We got a, we got a one o'clock and then, and then a six o'clock. Maybe we can go to thirsty fellow. Yeah. After the women's game. I saw, I saw for, for about, yeah. Yeah. Will they have, a, will they have enough ranch? Will they run out of ranch? I'm sure they'll have enough ranch. Um, but, but um, yeah, the women play Presbyterian Saturday and then they'll play um, at Bowling Green, which I think one of our assistant coaches left to go um, coach, if I'm not mistaken. And then for right. some reason we, we signed some deal with East Carolina because the women are playing in Greenville, North Carolina. Why? Why? Why, why are we going to Greenville, North Carolina? You want to go? It's Saturday, December 30th. You want to you want to take the wives of Greenville, North Carolina for New Year's? We'll go to a nice steak restaurant, probably at the Outback Steakhouse there, maybe. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's, but anyway, that's- the women can get some wins, um, and then in January the real schedule starts with SEC play. So I think going into the season, if I told you that the you know, the men could be twelve and one going into SEC play and the women could be undefeated. Would you have believed one of them? I would would have both would have exceeded expectations. So I think it's all of our goals are still in front of us, especially for the men. It's just going to be, I think a nice fun December and hopefully the men can take care of business because we know the women are going to take care of business. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's a great time to be a Gamecock basketball fan. We got a lot of good basketball in store for us this winter at the Colonial Life Arena. Why not us? Why not us? Why not, Bryce? Why not? All right. That, that's going to be it for the GBO podcast this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again next time. For Sumter, I'm Bryce. Go Cox. GBO out.